Are you interested in knowing how to defeat your adversaries? Would you like to win every problem that you face? Do you want to be a true victor? If knowing how to win over everybody else attracts you, then this podcast is for you. If you are ready to learn all the techniques necessary for this, then let's begin. Well, welcome to today's episode. We will be summarizing and reviewing The Art of War by Sun Tzu. And well, let's begin with chapter one, which is about evaluation. Well, Sun Tzu says that war can be the path to success or loss. And we have to understand that today we can translate this concept of war to competition, work or any kind of problem that we're overtaking or basically just the life itself. Not reflecting seriously upon every aspect demonstrates our indifference towards the loss that could occur. Now, there are five elements that are fundamental to evaluate and these are the doctrine, which means basically the resources and having harmony between them. Number two is time. Number three is your ground, the area or the situation itself. Number four is command. And number five, discipline. And well, when making plans, besides considering these five fundamental elements, we have to consider seven factors. One, wisdom. 2. Talent. 3. Analyzing who of the adversaries has the most advantage. 4. Which are the rules and the regulations? 5. What are the strengths? 6. Questions of training and capacity. And 7. Administration and organization. This is a very important key point, and it says, the art of war is based on deceit in playing with your enemy and taking advantage over his wrong beliefs. You must hit when he does not expect it. We must procure to disarm the plans of the enemy of any way we see possible. Now, chapter 2, about the initiation of actions. First of all, you must not let the battle continue for too long because you lose motivation and the will to keep going. Velocity and rapidity are your allies. You must not ask any more than is possible from a person because people also get tired and demotivated. Now the next topic varies a lot because we have to know how to utilize our resources wisely to not waste and if possible play with the resources of the enemy. We must seek to please people. But we have to be careful with pleasing people, because if we have people under our command or supervision, it is advised to not reward everybody all the time. People have to make an effort to win such reward. Besides, if you reward everybody, then soon you will be left without anything to give. Then it is later mentioned that if your enemy has people under his command, then he has to treat them. Then you have to treat them well. Who knows? Maybe they will change loyalties. Now, chapter 3. It is about the propositions of victory or defeat. It is said that it's better to keep an enemy intact than destroy him. 
That way you can look like a better person and you can gain the support from external people. Sun Tzu also mentions that those who triumph without really having attacked with violence but have used the true tactics of a strategy are the ones that can be truly called masters of the art of war. You must never make a decision if this one has come due to rage or if you're taking it in a hurry. You have to consider everything very methodically. And it is said that a victory is complete when you don't spend all your resources fighting. And there is no kind of loss or destruction, and the battle has not taken too long. We are also advised that if we have less resources than our enemy, we must simply not attack, save the trouble. And if your resources are equal to your enemy, face him only when you have considered everything very carefully. Those that get victory know when to fight and when not to fight. They know how to organize themselves and their resources, and they have a clear objective. Now, chapter 4, about the measure in the disposition of media. You have to know yourself so that you can know what to strengthen, what to improve, and how to exploit your talent so that you can make yourself invincible. Invincibility is a question of defense, vulnerability a question of attack. You must hide your strategies and your plans, and overall, if you don't know the weaknesses of the enemy. Also, in general, it is said that defense is for times of scarcity and attack is for times of abundance. And it is also said that wisdom is the knowledge that some people have over others, not everybody has wisdom. To be called truly victorious, you must realize about the subtleties of things and you, can, and you have to see what is not visible by the simple naked eye. Only that way will you be renowned among others. And the very important aspect that is highlighted throughout the book is that we must not harm innocence or our environment. We must not destroy only if we want destruction. And now, there are five golden steps that are, well, military rules, but we can mention them as applicable in other aspects of life. And these are measurement, valuement, calculation, comparison, and victory. Follow that order and you will have a better plan. Now, chapter five, about firmness. If one is in a disposition of leadership, or if you have people under your command or supervision, the most useful thing will be delegation and organization in groups or sectors. It is also worthy to remember that the coordination between your delegates and your groups is the key so that things can work well as a whole. This chapter highlights the importance of knowing how to use order and disorder. And the book says we must use them this way. You must always be organized yourself, but you must appear like you are in disorder to your enemies. That way you will confuse them. And when there is enthusiasm, conviction, order, organization of resources and compromise of your workers, you will get such strength that even the most lazy employee will be filled with motivation. And a very important thing is knowing how to recognize your talents and other people's talents so that you can exploit them. Everyone is useful in some way. Now chapter six, 
about the full and the empty. It is always best to be the first, in the sense that you are the first in arriving somewhere, the first to present something, the first in everything. If you do things at a later time, then you will be exhausted and altered. It is also said that it's better that the battle comes to you and not you to it. It is also advised that you have to make every move against your enemy by surprise or unexpectedly. You must be extremely subtle, discreet, until the point of having no shape, no plan, no way to anticipate you. You must be completely mysterious and confidential until the point of being silent. This way you will get to direct the destiny of your adversaries. If nobody knows your patterns, then nobody can predict what you will do and you will have even more advantage over your enemies. It is also highlighted that we must seek for weak points in our adversaries. And now an advice that may be useful in some cases is that you must appear more intimidating and much more powerful than you really are. That way you could even avoid being competed or intimidated or anything or maybe somebody's threatening you, you could avoid that altogether if you appear more powerful. And then another important thing is that you must know how to adapt continually every time. And now chapter 7 about direct and indirect confrontation. It is said that confrontations that are face-to-face -face are the hardest to carry out in the professional manner. To improve the process, you must confuse your enemy. You must persuade him of things that are wrong so that you can so that he acts wrongly too and you're in advantage. You must not out exhaust your resources before time. Do not push your people too hard because that because they are a resource too and they get spent. And then you must always try to know the plans of your rivals. If possible, you must take away their resources, your enemy's resources, of course. If they don't have resources, then they won't be capable to do anything, and that will be the greatest advantage. Another advice is that if you are a leader or a boss, you must try to unify your people. An essential thing is that your beliefs and your values must stay always firm. And another thing that is very highlighted is that you must never attack if you're in a disadvantage or as the saying says do not fight heal up now we move on to a very short chapter eight which is about paths the benefit and the harm of everything is interdependent what does this mean that one depends from the other and they affect in themselves in an equitative way You must be alert all the time and you must project security. If you want to be successful, you must be very compromised in your projects and your goals. You must not hold on to things. You have to act rationally and in a realist way. You must not let yourself be carried away by, by your emotions and your feelings. Chapter 9 About the distribution of media Now, You must always be up to date with what your enemy or competition is doing. Never be one step behind. Beware of everything. 
You must not involved in travels that are situated in ter in terrains or situations better said that are hard because it will be too uncomfortable to carry out your campaign. You must always try to find constant stimuli so that you can keep motivated and you can be always in good physical health so that you can give the best of yourself. When somebody keeps calm, it means that they are in a situation of power, so forth, they have that tranquility. Always be careful when your rivals appear to be taking a step back, because many times this is a scam, so that they can fool you and you will fall right into their trap. And now you can take note of these things. For example, when somebody has a chance and however he, he or she does not take it to his advantage or does not use it, it means that that person is tired. We must also note that people that give too many rewards or too many punishments are acting out of desperation. When you have people under your control, you have to be very civilized with them, but you also have to establish firm and clear rules so that they don't become arrogant. Your orders must always be clear and simple to follow. Now, chapter 10, about topology. It basically says that you must try to establish your position from the beginning so that you can face the problem. And if you work in a team, it is imperative that everybody has one sole intention, one unique objective. And again, we highlight the importance of a unified front. The insufficiency of training or study, it depends on which area you're focused on, obviously, can be the cause of your defeat. You must not be carried away by your feelings and take bad decisions because of that. Which means basically you're not taking rational decisions. These are also common causes for defeat. Now, chapter 11 about the kinds of terrain. More than anything, this chapter describes the different types of terrain, whether it's a stretch, elevated, etc., but we don't care about those aspects too much. It is mentioned that a very important ability is the one to adapt to any situation and make the most out of it. It is also mentioned that it is funny and interesting uh, that seeing how people that don't get along They overcome their differences when it's about surviving or, over or overcoming a difficult situation. And you must never let your team doubt you. Because if they doubt you, then they will doubt about the plan and then they will be untrustful and this will progress to fear and then subsequently disloyalty or abandonment. Now, chapter 12 about the act of attacking by fire. Well, this chapter is about literally attacking burning stuff. But we won't advise you to do any of those things because we don't want you to go to prison. And well, don't become psychopaths or anything. Well, let's move on. Even something interesting that is very repeated throughout the book is that weapons are something dangerous. And well, it says it all over again and not destroying things just because you want to destroy things. And well, now the final chapter, chapter 13, about Discord and Concord. Your plans must be strategical, they must come from great effort, and they must be considered with the actual importance that they have.
In this chapter, we also see how it is advised the use of spies. And while this is actually carried out nowadays, because we know the famous corporate espionage, and while basically it says that it's a good resource if you can implement it. And well, that is the end of the book. We hope you enjoyed, um, well, thought out version to adapt, adapted to today's time from the book The Art of War. We hope you enjoyed it and hope to see you next episode. Bye bye!